0: There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years.
1: Hello, and welcome back
0: to, could it be an Oak Island podcast?
1: We are your hosts Deidre and Dustin
0: white. Hey, Hey, we're here to talk about some Oak Island. Of
1: course we are.
0: We are here to talk about season eight, episode nine, Mm -hmm. rock, paper, serpent.
1: Yes, correct. One serpent, not serpents.
0: Uh, That's right. So um, thanks for joining us Mm -hmm. today. Um, We've got uh, a fun episode to get recapped here. Of course. But before we do that, um, I would like to play a voicemail for everybody. We Mm -hmm. usually do this at the end of the episode but this is a pretty special one.
1: It is a pretty special one. And let's see here, I was just checking audio and it looks like everything is good to go on the live. As far as that goes, people are coming on in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, we are always encouraging you guys to leave voicemails because we like them. We like to be able to share them on the show and you've sent in some really great ones. And I think you should continue to do such a thing. Because we like your input. Yeah, and some really cool people seem to be leaving voicemails nowadays.
0: Well, we we haven't got many lately. Mm-hmm. But we got at least one good one. One big one. They're, they're, all, knocked, they're all good. They're all
1: good. Okay, this one knocked us off our feet.
0: This one's from, like, the big kahuna. Kahuna? Yeah. You ready to hear it? Yeah, let's do it. You ready it. to hear it, chat room? Everybody that is listening live and uh, on the podcast, here's a little treat for you. This is fun. Okay, here we go.
1: Okay, I love your I love your um, um, recording. Your answering recording, it's pretty cool. Hey, this is Marty Lagina. Uh, got your number from a friend of yours, and I just wanted to tell you I saw the trading cards. I think they're cool. I think they're they're you know just really fun. So I have no agenda other than to just tell you that. So there you are. Uh, have fun. Keep rooting for us. Thanks.
0: Bye. Marty, Lagina. Oh, my God. Called us.
1: We're sitting at the dinner table, and we're like, oh, we have a missed call and a voicemail. And I could have never expected that. Well,
0: it, okay, so our voicemail um, gets like put into text form and goes yes. into our email. And I was looking at the email, and it says, hey, this is Marty Lee. I'm like, who's trying to pull a trick on I us? I was huh? sure this was who's a Who's trying to pull a trick on us? What is going on here? But no. It's like the legit guy, (laughs) like the distinctive
1: voice. Yeah.
0: I mean, and what he was talking about, if you don't know, and sorry to podcast only listeners, Uh you're not going to be able to see this, but I'm holding up some amazing, whoops, there's one upside down Oak Island trading cards that Deidre and I created Uh uh, uh, most of these about a year ago. Yeah. Um. And this is what he's talking about. He thinks these are amazing. And you know what? Marty Lagina, I agree with you.
1: (laughs) It blew us away. I literally freaked out for the rest of the evening.
0: So here's a, here's a, whoops, here's an Alex Lagina. Here's a Steve Guptill. I mean, I know this isn't great for podcast only, but, you know, when Marty gives us a stamp of approval and he sees this made of himself and he enjoys that and he likes that, I mean, that's pretty good. When Marty
1: Lagina calls, you listen. Yeah. And listen and listen yeah we probably is someone playing a prank on
0: no i I think we listened to that call about 15 times that night when we received it we received it last friday Mm -hmm. and so anyway we just thought it was super cool super fun and uh, 2021
1: that's a way to kick it off
0: that is a good way to kick it off so um it makes me
1: feel inspired
0: should we listen to it one more time it's just that good. Let's listen one more time. Okay. In case uh someone just popped in and they missed it. All right, here's the voicemail one more time.
1: Okay, I love your I love your um um recording, your answering recording. It's pretty cool. Hey, this is Marty Lagina. Uh I got your number from a friend of yours and I just wanted to tell you I saw the trading cards. I think they're cool. I think they're they're, you know, just really fun. So, I got no agenda other than to just tell you that. So, there you are. Uh have fun. Keep rooting for us.
0: Thanks. Bye. Holy smokes. <laughs> we'll always root for you, Marty.
1: Oh so, my god! Pretty
0: cool. Uh, that kind of put us on cloud nine. Um, a and major
1: yeah. freak out yeah. mode so, for me.
0: Pretty sweet. Yeah. So thanks, Marty Lagina, for calling. I don't I don't know if he listens to the podcast regularly. I know a lot of people from the cast do. Mm-hmm. So if, um, I don't know, they're not working together. And right I was going to say, if you guys see Marty in passing, tell him to say thanks. But, you know. Yeah. They're not. They're not going to see him passing. Right no,
1: because there's like this border between. There is some of us yeah. here, you know, between Canada and such. Canada got to uh, see the episode last night.
0: They
1: did. Anywho, anywho. Yeah, apparently it's our go-to filler the, room right now. The chat's
0: going wild. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all loving it. Everybody loves uh good old any kind of Lagina, right? Mm-hmm. So, thanks again, Marty. All right, you want to talk about uh, the episode? The episode.
1: Yeah, I think we should.
0: All right. So I thought it was a fun one. Lots of it lots of information very much so lots of theories thrown out there mm-hmm. uh, so let's jump in and try to break some of them down mm-hmm.
1: okay so we were in a few different places this episode we were in the swamp we were in the money pit
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the swamp <laughs> in the war room yeah and that's really it i mean we talked about the serpent mound which was on a different lot but we yes. didn't go there then well, they didn't, they
0: didn't go to the lot, no. Yeah. But we talked about it a lot. But we did talk about we it. We talked about lot 15 a lot we, in this episode. We did. It's right. a lot a lot. I mean, okay, not us. We're going to be talking about lot 15 a lot. <laughs> All right. So um, before Let, we started, you said, hey, let's, ju- let's talk about what happened in the money pit first. Yeah. So- Let's do it. What happened in the money pit?
1: Okay, let's see here. As I'm scrolling through my notes that are in digital form, Ooh, this like time, me, yeah, I don't like it at all. All right, so okay. we had
0: Marty joining the the table mm-hmm. with Terry and Charles. Right, they're yes. making some progress there on borehole G five point five.
1: Yeah, they're supervising basically the grid that they had laid out for the season.
0: Yep, Sonic choice choice Sonic drilling out there doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Drilling some holes, you know, getting deep down into the earth, trying to find a vault, trying to find something. And what are they finding?
1: You know, not not a whole lot. And even as Marty says, you know, he asks them, you know, how many drills, how many wells, not drills, how many <laughs> wells have you drilled so far? And Terry says they're in the ninth in their pla- planned grid pattern. Mm-hmm. And but we also know that they also drilled holes about 50 meters northwest of the area where Aaron had proposed, they do some drills. So
0: borehole EJZ dash one.
1: Yes. But I don't think that's included in the nine no, is no. what he was trying to gotcha. say. Mm-hmm. And they're all hoping for, to find collapses of a vault, you know, something that indicates this giant collapse. And of course we get a clot recap.
0: Of course, about that's their a, grid that's, pattern. That's what he does. Yes, right?
1: and they're six-inch boreholes down to depths <laughs> below two hundred feet. Mm. So we know they're going deeper.
0: Six inches, two hundred feet deep is a far cry from the two hundred feet wide, two hundred thirty feet deep that Steve Guptill. Yeah, wants. I'm the on the Steve Guptill
1: island. plan. Like yeah. I like that. Hey, choice idea. sonic
0: drilling. We appreciate the work you guys have been doing, mm-hmm. but it's time to move. Okay, no, let's just let's keep going. I was gonna say it's time to move out. Time to move in the big. You dig. think they
1: could do like a, you know. 200
0: no foot don't <laughs> take forever with their <laughs> sonic <equipment>. <laughs> drill
1: <laughs> can you imagine the sausage coming out of that thing
0: it would be just like it would be impossible okay?
1: it would be it would All it's right. still a hilarious visual
0: yeah terry does explain the systematic pattern mm-hmm. that they're doing to, to marty and uh where they have and haven't drilled yet and he wants to find silver or gold broken up or or gold or broken up pieces of chests mm-hmm. or something. I'm thinking to myself, oh no, please don't be broken pieces of chest. I want it all intact, but probably yeah,
1: That's wishful thinking. We're looking for a collapse, I first off. I, I kind of put it down as this is Terry's like ideal sausage mm-hmm. is, you know just undisturbed material then some like broken up material and then we just throw on a little bit of a sprinkle of gold a sprinkle of silver bada bing bada boom here's the collapse treasure i don't know
0: that's terry's ideal i think that's like everybody's ideal
1: okay well terry's the one that was saying that's his ideal
0: that's true Shoot. all right so uh, at that point marty says all right guys get back to work you know naturally keep, keep it going but he did give uh terry an elbow bump oh yeah he's give
1: like me, give me one there he was go. like really excited to get the elbow bump too yeah.
0: all right so then they do some swamp stuff but then they mm-hmm. do come back to the money pit uh marty goes for another progress report mm-hmm. uh finding out what's happening in g5.5 there this is when they were at the depth of 230 mm-hmm. feet uh, but um uh, terry says eh, it's just another hole
1: yeah just
0: and just they... another hole it... which is kind of depressing
1: it is but, but... it isn't it, it like marty says we knew this was going to be a systematic process and how often have we you and i preached that we need to take that type of approach in things that's how you know you're not going to miss something and you're going to fully be able to get the data so we have learned something from these nine holes we've learned that there's nothing at that location awesome that's good information especially when you're going down that low i mean this is 230 feet that's a steep deep
0: that's that's his target depth
1: yep steve's (laughs) a fan of the 230 depth
0: yeah he's just like six inches wide isn't enough we need 200 feet wide (laughs) i'd I'd take 300 foot by 300 foot now i'm getting real crazy yeah
1: now you're like i'm just gonna engulf the whole island
0: yeah i don't know i just like literally what i really want Mm -hmm. is for them to do the big dig and make a tourist attraction out of it so i can go to the bottom of the money pit that's my dream
1: i know you you Pick have it, kind of weird. Come on, dreams. people
0: would pay fifty, a hundred bucks to go down to the bottom of the money pit. Yes. In an elevator, of course. You know, you're not gonna have to climb down a rickety old ladder. I'd climb
1: down. <laughs> We'd do like some scaling of the rocks. Yeah. It'd be fun. Okay. It'd be a rock climbing adventure.
0: hmm Yeah. So Marty says that uh, the drilling has gone very well, and they have been able to hit their target depths, which is good because mm-hmm. sometimes in the past they haven't been able to even exactly. hit those depths. You know. So I mean, they're getting through. Uh, this is supposed to be a treasure hunt he says and he's always hoping that they'll bring up some indication of treasure mm-hmm. at uh, any moment of this drill pro- program could reveal something dramatic it dun, could dun, dun. but not yet
1: i mean he it's funny because when you drill wells like he's saying you want it to go smoothly but these ones keep going smoothly and it's like hey this is a treasure hunt
0: mm-hmm. like especially when you're drilling underground i don't know how many times i've said this mm-hmm. But if you're off by an inch, you're off by by a mile. mile. Like if you're digging underground, it's the hardest thing to do. Mm -hmm. Unless you're digging underground in the ocean like Tony Sampson does. That's even harder. Yeah. But if you're on land, (laughs) this is the hardest thing to do is to, especially so deep. Like Deidre and I, we've dug for buried treasure. That's only three feet deep and can't find it. Even though we think we're in the right spot. We might not be. There's a possibility. But we think we're right there. We have the spot. Let's dig a hole. Can't find it because if you can't see it and you miss it by this much, you're you essentially dug on the other side of the planet. You know, like okay. that's that's you're you're off by an inch, you're off by ten thousand miles. Okay, like for real. Yes, this is. I'm just I'm just trying to put across how difficult it is to dig underground.
1: No, I I totally agree. Something I thought that was funny that comes up is you know they're talking about like we're looking for this great collapse and Marty go, looks at. Charles and he's like, Charles, where's this collapse? <laughs> it, but it seemed like a very accusing tone, like Charles.
0: I know you know where it is. Where Charles. is it?
1: Come on, where did it go? Mm-hmm. I even wrote in my notes: Is he blaming Charles? <laughs> and his response: uh, Charles, it's down there. You just haven't found it yet. And I'm just thinking, like, is he moving? He, he, you know? He, he
0: said, "Trust me, it's down there."
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I, I trust you, Charles. I know. I know.
0: Yep. Uh, Marty asks Charles which hole he did. Like, which hole is he expecting um, the near claps to be near? Mm-hmm. Like, or where? Where? Right? Yeah. And he says that the ones near uh, RF1, Borehole uh-huh. RF1, Restall Family 1. Yeah. Um, and Marty asks if they've drilled any of those yet. And Terry says that that's next on the list. H mm-hmm. 6.5 is next. And that's closer to, to the uh, uh, Borehole RF1. Mm-hmm.
1: 10th 10th uh, wells the charm maybe number 10 will be i just keep thinking about uh so when we had the special episode with maddie blake before the season aired we had that nice long sausage laying out with all the wood and such in it and maddie was super excited and everybody was right I want to know which sausage that is. I feel like maybe we're leading up to it.
0: Maybe it's H 6.5.
1: Yes. That's Could what be. I'm crossing my fingers for.
0: Could be. All right. So they did have a little bit of a flashback to what they found in RF1 yes. before from last season. And how Gary was uh, noting the possible Roman numerals found on wood from that was pulled out of borehole RF1. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. Uh, Marty says that they've always known this is going to be systematic, like she said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um carry on. Carry, so, on carry on carry on carry on yeah okay do they come back to the money pit anymore or is that the end of the money pit? no
1: that was the end of said money pit.
0: all right well hey terry charles keep up the good work or or terry keep up the good work charles stop moving give us it. some hints dude because we know you know <laughs> we know you know all right so uh do you want to go to the swamp sure or to the mu- swamp. or to the uh Are we going to finish with War Room stuff?
1: Yeah, we can finish with War Room stuff.
0: Well, War Room stuff at the end of the episode actually uh, is not about the middle part War Room stuff. Because we had had two War Rooms. Yeah, we had the big thing with uh, Doug. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of the War Room, or when they went back to the War Room later on, it was just like...
1: It was a data-giving information. But they are actually... related no it was about the serpent
0: mound oh it was about the serpent mound so right. we
1: can smash those war rooms Let's together.
0: Do it. all right you're right of course you always why, right why, why would you why would i ever me? think anything other than, i
1: i don't uh, know that is the real conundrum here that is the real mystery yeah
0: i think these are I just i'm looking through my notes right now and i think these are the longest notes i've taken maybe ever like the most notes even more than like a two-hour episode because that doug uh part like mm-hmm. his his little thing Oh, my gosh. That was like so much info.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, anywho, let's go to the swamp.
1: Swamp it the is. beginning
0: of the episode, we have uh, Rick, Jack, and Ian Spooner, mm-hmm. the swamp doctor. Yes. Headed to across the, the, swamp. Across the uh, I don't know, across island. the island over to the swamp, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ian says that he's never seen a feature like this under 12 inches of mud. And it's unique enough that it's a feature of significant purpose. He also says that the archaeologists really want to look at it and uh, when the archaeologists get excited he gets excited yeah and that the, means i get excited yeah, and you I, get excited
1: I, I think that's a good point though if the ar- archaeologists are excited he gets excited i mean that's a big deal
0: yeah yeah
1: and clotworthy gives us the flashback reminds <laughs> us uh that it is a 20 by 70 foot what are we calling it a stone feature yeah like it kind of goes back and forth
0: yeah yeah because they call it a feature sometimes they call it a structure sometimes mm-hmm. and I think later on, they really say, you know what? This is no longer a feature. It's a structure. Mm-hmm. So it's a feature at this point. But later on in this episode, it, it switches. It, it changes. It crosses over officially. And it's an official structure later on. At this point, feature. All right. Got it. All right. So when they get to the swamp, Billy's there mm-hmm. and Gary. And they're just like, hey, we've been here for hours working. Yeah. Where are you guys? Come
1: on. Let's get to okay. work.
0: Okay. Maybe they weren't like that. But <laughs> well, maybe they were. They're you are not know. They're ready. Ian tells them uh, the planned area that they're about to dig. Mm -hmm. You know, we've already got the swamp drained and all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they get uh, cleaned off, get the area cleaned off, it'll begin telling them its secrets. In theory. In theory.
1: And Rick is just really excited to see how it's built. Spooner agrees. And, you know, we're all kind of talking to Billy because, you know, archaeology via a uh, excavator scoop. And mm-hmm. that we're gonna go nice and slow. Yep. And points out that they kind of want to focus on like from this 15 feet out towards the shore. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, but then uh, I think Gary asks Billy at one point and say, "Hey, where are you gonna where are you gonna deposit the treasure?" Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, Rick giggled. Like,
1: yeah, he's more because con- they're like, "Where are we gonna put the spoils pile? The, yeah. the backfill for?" gary to go through and
0: gary's just worried about the treasure
1: billy says he's gonna swing it out of the way as far (laughs) as possible and you know don't want anyone getting hurt Mm -hmm. and then because gary's so confident he wants to know where the treasure pile goes
0: yep and uh gary says that he feels like this is going to be the mother load of artifacts in this area Mm -hmm. that's saying something that is and he says this is the day and Ricky g- giggled again, so he's in a giggly mood.
1: He is. Yeah, it, this is exciting.
0: Yeah, but like literally right after that, Rick says, "All right, they're doing too much talking and not enough work is getting done." And I, I in my notes, I said, "Okay, Marty." I always like, at <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> okay, Marty. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Just calm down. Mm-hmm.
1: Or maybe he just calmed up.
0: Yep. So we get Clotworthy explaining that they're going to put in a cofferdam, and that they've already got the necessary permits, and the swamp is drained. And Billy's right now beginning to move the dense muck and reveal the stone, what the stone feature is. Uh All right. And uh, Rick says that Billy is putting uh, the dirt away um, is pulling the dirt away and looking for some sort of framework. Uh Um, There must be an artificial support or something. And uh, hopefully Billy will be able to continue digging to see if it connects to the uplands area. Uh So, a lot of work going to be happening in that little spot.
1: Yep. So Billy gets scooping, mm-hmm. and like you said, Rick, like, hey, we're looking for framework. And then Rick and Spooner are down there talking, and they point out it kind of as, as they're getting down to it, looks like some kind of pathway, and it gradually inclines up a little bit of a, a slopeage. Yeah. And at first, I thought they meant that it did towards the shore, but they mean they meant we see later that they mean up towards like lot 15 Mm -hmm. and the pine tar kiln and that way
0: and the serpent mound right Mm -hmm.
1: which would make sense
0: it's all coming together all right so gary says come on billy bring bring me a bucket of treasure
1: Uh, and he does billy's like you want treasure watch this
0: now dig it yeah so gary uh is detecting the spoils he finds a chunk of coal Mm -hmm. and then he found some pottery and he says come to papa yeah. The po- he's really the excited about
1: the uh pottery
0: yep he, he identified it as blue glazed pottery we've seen mm-hmm. some of that before of uh, the money pit yes what was that was that for h8 might have been i don't that might
1: have been i think we've seen blue glazed pottery <laughs> in a couple places and later in the episode uh after i want to say the commercial break uh gary points out that this is the type of stuff laird gets really excited about because this is the really old pottery and if what's it doing in the swamp
0: and if laird's excited we're excited it's hard to get Laird excited too. yeah
1: that's saying like, something
0: when he's on the show he's niffed. pretty like buttoned up and like hmm,
1: yeah well yeah because he wants to do his research yeah. and you're not just gonna throw something i was out just gonna in. say
0: like he's been on with us mm-hmm. and he's been a little more loosened up
1: yeah he has he's a blast <laughs> he oh a blast. my gosh <laughs> yeah, we like
0: laird we like laird a lot <laughs> yeah who doesn't like laird right
1: i, I, I don't know team trial yeah
0: (laughs) all right so um commercial break yeah there's a commercial then we come back from to the swamp and gary can be heard saying that all roads lead to the swamp to and from i don't know it kind of is on almost both sides of the island so i guess all roads on the island would have to lead to the swamp you know that's
1: that's a pretty good point
0: (laughs) yeah ian dr spooner said that he's surprised about how wide this is Mm -hmm. and uh for rick it's all about how it was built Mm -hmm. so rick just wants the answers you know like i think he'd be really happy with some treasure but he i don't think he cares much for the treasure right
1: Mm, i mean we all care about (laughs) some treasure i mean don't get me wrong i know Uh, but the story is equally as important
0: Mm -hmm. so we have gary calling out and he comes over and shows rick he's like oh rick you got to see this found more coal more pottery mm-hmm. he explains that this is the kind of stuff that got larry excited like you said yep. again uh and that this stuff is from around the 1700s hundreds yeah i can't say it like i can't him.
1: say it like him
0: yeah but um we have Clotworthy noting that this type of pottery is similar to what found in the money pit a few seasons ago we just said this because literally i was getting ahead of myself
1: yeah yeah 1700s
0: mm-hmm um Gary says that he's got to keep an eye on the spoil, the spoils pile over there. And because uh, it's going to get you getting interesting.
1: Yeah. He practically runs away. It's like, it's interesting because <laughs> he's stoked.
0: Yeah. I and mean, while he's detecting again, he gets another hit and it's like this weird metal thing. <laughs> like, but I don't even know what it or is. Or
1: was there metal on it or, but he leans down and picks it up. And, you know, we get a kind of a look at it and it almost looks like, um, Scales, something very decorative. Yeah, kind
0: of scaly. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like it has little sharp corners on it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? And kind of metallic. And I'm thinking to me it doesn't really look like metal, but maybe there was metal in it. It could be a piece of jewelry. Uh, who said that?
0: Uh, they said uh, they definitely talk about brooches and brooches.
1: Yes, brooches <laughs> and brooches. Uh looks almost like a mother of pearl to me, the sheen on it, but mmm i mean mm-hmm. hopefully we'll i mean kelly's on the island right
0: let's get it to Let, kelly let's, let's give get it him. to
1: kelly to clean up
0: yeah so uh ian looks at it too and he says it could be a piece of jewelry mm-hmm. jerry uh, jerry gary's Who's Jerry. gary's the one that suggested it could be uh jewelry or uh-huh. broken maybe a decorative brooch 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 <laughs> um a flashback to prior brooches found by rick and gary that's uh-huh. when we get that from Clotworthy. Dazzler. and you know yeah and one of them is even gold plated wow ian lets the team know that what interests him and the it's the flat areas of prime interest Uh and he says that nature just doesn't order itself in that way Uh part of the area is very lumpy and digging can't continue at this point yeah billy recommends letting it dry out so you come back and begin scooping again
1: yeah it seemed like it was too lumpy going further east that's why they kind of went more towards the west to make sure they got everything mm. but agreed that it was definitely it's hard to dig further past the muck yeah they have drained the swamp but it's still it was a swamp right it, you're going to take off the top layer and there's going to be moisture sitting in there let it dry out for a day you mm-hmm. know we come back it's a good thing they had such a dry summer it is or else i mean i'm sure it really aided in the digging yeah. See. See. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. So um, then we cut away from the swamp for a little bit, but we do come back, mm-hmm. and Ian is directing Billy about like where to dig, right, mm-hmm. and um, where the structure will end. Like that's what he wants to get to. Mm-hmm. And Jack notes that he sees some rock being revealed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ian is kind of giddy at this point.
1: Yeah. He. Um, I feel a, like it's a little hard to get him excited too.
0: Yeah. But. Well, he's like. Hey, let's put down some plywood. I want to get down there and take a closer look, right? Yep. And so, I mean, when you get these professional people so excited, that gets me excited. And it really does. He
1: literally jumps down there like a kid. Like, woohoo! Mm-hmm. It's amazing.
0: It, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, Ian shows Rick that they've uh, built the structure three stones thick. Mm-hmm. That's what they're learning here. And, I mean nobody's gonna nobody's doubting that it was something man-made no. you know and also like I mean what if they just dig the whole swamp up inside like just a giant paved area <laughs> like I mean
1: but we know it won't be because yeah. the way they
0: I know did but.
1: the side they were actually sitting below the structure mm-hmm. and so you have this new paved area and they could it, it's like they were digging a trench along the side mm-hmm. of said, road right so they could this is like archaeology with a excavator Mm -hmm. it was really awesome that they didn't like actually tear up the paved area
0: i know it's just it's just peculiar that like we get this big stone feature structure Mm -hmm. and then we have the paved area Mm -hmm. like i mean it's like
1: it's crazy what's
0: going on in the swamp and did
1: they did they happen at different times
0: they might have, yeah i mean like the the upper part of the swamp was dated to the 50 or the 1200s right mm-hmm. like that's just
1: mind-blowing
0: mm-hmm. and then we had the other the southern portion of the swamp is now you know at least 1700s but i mean that's just the stuff that's on top of it who knows how long it was there before that
1: mm-hmm. so i'm sure they're gonna do more to further the dating right so we know we've at least hit the like early 1700s based off of the coring like you were saying and it actually makes me think of when billy points it out that the paved area kind of towards the eye of the swamp Mm -hmm. up there there was a lot of like large stones and it looked like they had put down their paved area around some of those large features and didn't move them versus this one it's like nothing was there and it was just laid down to be a road you didn't have to avoid anything in the middle of it does that mean it's two different sets of people and with different building techniques or is it just because of what the island looked like at the time with those giant boulders Mm -hmm. i don't know
0: you ask a lot of deep questions i do
1: i like to dig deeper if you will
0: (laughs) yeah well hopefully we'll know some of those answers by the end of the season and hopefully maybe at the end of the season we get dr Mm -hmm. spooner on for a chat wouldn't that be great? Oh, that Please. would
1: be fan Oh man. Fantastic.
0: I'll be like, I'll never call you swample Stilts ever again if you come hang out with us. But if you don't, then I'm going to just call you call you swample Stilson And he will be like,
1: time. "Why why does, like, does that huh? matter to me?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, Ian Ian's giddy. He's like down in play like a kid playing in his little uh, mud pit mm-hmm. <laughs> and looking at these rocks. Uh Clotworthy wonders that the stone feature they are looking at uh is connected to the stone paved stone area. You know, mm-hmm. Like like I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the same thing as Clotworthy at that moment. Uh Rick notes that this feature is certainly unique, very similar to the paved area, only flatter in his assessment. And that they're eerily strange and eerily similar.
1: Mm-hmm. Similar techniques, uh, but like three layers thick. I mean, Spooner he goes on to point out that this would when they put this down Mm -hmm. it wasn't swamp right like they put it down either like on a solid surface the area was clearly not what it was now right and he says that the only reason to do it the way that it looks right now in his opinion is because you would be working off of it onto something and that's kind of why it would be so high so you pull a platform. Yeah, like a boat or uh who knows what?
0: A treasure galleon, duh.
1: Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. Definitely a treasure galleon.
0: Yeah. So then we have Billy, right? Billy notes that uh, the difference between this and the paved area is that some big rocks uh, that look like people built them, uh, built around, like there was some big rocks that people built around, mm-hmm. but this is 100% built.
1: You mean like I just said?
0: You didn't say Billy said.
1: Yes, I did. Good thing this is recorded so you can go back and check that out. (laughs) This is my life, guys. This is my life.
0: I I specifically listened for the word Billy and I didn't hear it.
1: Yeah. You know, I presented it as Billy.
0: Okay. Well, I looked down at your notes in your hand and I don't see Billy there at all. And I was uh, maybe moved on.
1: Yeah, I did move on past that.
0: Yeah, Billy. I'm sure they
1: love hearing about this.
0: Hey. You get double the pleasure, double the fun. Double make gum. Yeah. (laughs) Double the Billy. Okay. There's never too much Billy. There is
1: never too much Billy. Matter of fact, I'd like to point out there's been too little Billy this year.
0: Yeah. Where's Billy?
1: Well, we now know where he is. He's in the swamp.
0: He is. And he's still got some big things to find, apparently, if we think back to that drilling down episode Mm at the beginning of the season. So we're watching you, Billy.
1: We're watching you. We're waiting for you. Mm
0: -hmm. All right, so uh, Billy asks Ian, "Did you get that far?" No. If there's any way that they can date the material on top of what has been built, well, and that's where we we already said a little bit of it. But Ian replied, "You know, the material on top can be dated to the 1700s." Yeah. And that's where Gary says, "1700s, baby." Yes. I mean, 1700s, yeah. baby.
1: He he's a big fan of that.
0: Yes. All right, go ahead. You, you talk, say something else and I'm going to listen better this time. And we can test me on it. Go for it.
1: Test you. Is there a pop quiz? Well, maybe there will be. Okay. So we kind of get a commercial break or I guess they end up going to the war room and then we check back in with the swamp. Oh, uh, we're to do war room at the end. So swampy stuff. Uh, they're, they come back and there's a bunch of people out there kind of clearing trees rick and a couple other guys in mm-hmm. the southeast corner of the swamp cleaning things up so they can take a look around make it a little easier uh gary and jack they dive into some metal detecting mm-hmm. you know, kind of near the stone pathway and back up towards the trees uh gary ends up telling jack he's really excited to get in there now that they've kind of tossed some stuff around and shaking it up right just like a storm
0: Okay, are we going to talk about how Laird and Aaron come in?
1: Yeah, isn't that in the second round?
0: Mm-hmm, But it's before they begin metal detecting. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Laird Niven, mm-hmm. Aaron Taylor, they arrived. They ask, uh, "Hey, what is this structure?"
1: <laughs> and I'm thinking, you're archaeologists.
0: Come yeah, you tell should be telling us. us. Yeah. And so Jack says that what they've been, what they found, was they've been calling the stone feature but maybe it's like a road or a pier. Mm -hmm. Laird says that it looks like a roadway. So Laird does tell him what's up.
1: Thanks, Laird.
0: Thanks, Laird. Gary says that it's more impressive than the paved stone area because it's built better. Uh, Jack asks the archaeologists if it's uh, pretty obvious that they have a structure here, and they both say yes, most definitely. So that's, that's the moment. It changed from a feature to a structure.
1: I find it interesting that Laird found it more... What? More... Do you say important or more impressive because it was built better? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that doesn't mean it's necessarily <laughs> better. The other one's huge.
0: Well, and it was built like maybe even know, 400, 500 years before. Exactly. So, I mean, that's impressive. Just
1: because you built it better doesn't mean it's whatever. Yeah, but that was Don't Jack. Don't judge.
0: That was Jack saying that. Yeah. It wasn't the archaeologist. Yeah. They're probably more impressed yeah. with the other one, okay?
1: Don't be judgy. It That is the moral of this podcast don't be judgy
0: okay i'm gonna tell you to go back and listen to that next time you're judging me on something all right. you know
1: the next time you're not listening i'm just gonna play this <laughs> podcast back too so you'll probably hear it later today
0: huh not listening what just kidding all right uh laird says that um where this hits the land is going to be pretty interesting mm-hmm. especially if there's an associated structure that they can't even see yet exactly um jack told laird and aaron that um ian had taken samples from this area and it was known to date to the early 1700s jack was explaining that this um that they were metal detecting because this might be a hauling area Mm -hmm. laird said yeah things get trapped in between those rocks and i'm i see gary and i think he has like a be quiet jack look on his face like stop stop
1: they're gonna cut it out
0: like don't tell them what we're doing Mm -hmm. Because literally, they went to they were metal detecting when they showed up, and then they suddenly weren't metal detecting in that area anymore. I'm just saying, like, they were metal detecting outside of the pit that they had dug.
1: Well, I think, (laughs) but then as they're talking to Aaron and Laird, it Mm -hmm. seems like they're like, yeah, look for things, like, keep going. Because even Aaron points out that since it's an anaerobic environment that they would be finding these artifacts in, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be really well. Preserved and reserve. that is that makes Jack excited.
0: Makes me excited.
1: Jack's always excited, but he was like jumping Jack Jacks.
0: <laughs> yep. So um yeah, Jack's like, yeah, it could be in pristine condition. And Laird and Aaron, they um they, skipped away.
1: They they pieced out and said, yeah. keep in touch. And I'm thinking, that's like something you write in a yearbook keep in touch maybe he has a walkie on him
0: no i think he's just like we're watching you (laughs) i'm watching
1: what you're doing Mm -hmm. anyway so they actually get to work
0: yeah away from the stone feature Mm -hmm. the stone structure now Mm -hmm. it's now structure all right and so gary gets a hit with the metal detector jack digs and is shocked by what he dug up like he jumped he jumped backwards he's he's like look at that
1: oh my gosh the shovel in the ground and practically jumped it's like when um Craig was standing next to Rick when mm-hmm. he took that giant chug of brackish water <laughs> from the swamp Ew. he like jumped out of the scene. This <laughs> this was Jack's jump moment.
0: It was. Like he was shocked mm-hmm. and then they pulled it up and it's like wow, we can see a lot on this coin. It's so beautiful and um Gary's like, "Oh, it's British." And then they're like, "Oh. Oh. It's 1919. It's not in part no treasure here."
1: And that's
0: wah, wah. I mean, it's still
1: cool. Really it's just cool. like it doesn't help them for what they're looking for.
0: Yeah. So they continue detecting. Mm-hmm. They're you know putting the metal detector back and forth, back and forth. Gets another hit. Jack, it's your time.
1: It's go. Jack time. six
0: thousand. Start Jack digging. Jack six
1: thousand.
0: <laughs> All right. So he digs. He has high hopes for this one. They found something that Gary said. Oh, it's a pin. Gary notes mm-hmm. that it looked uh, like a specialty tool. And he also noted the hole mm-hmm. and how it was punched out through the top of it. And Jack says, I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that Deidre talks about all the time, weirdly. Like, he, he, what do
1: you mean I talk about, about it all the time? you mentioned plumb
0: bobs more than anybody I've ever, ever. I, wait, I've, what? You've talked, you've mentioned, you've put the words together, plum and bob more than anyone I've ever heard in my life.
1: Really? Because mm-hmm. I don't even own a plum bob.
0: Okay, but, but, but there was one there was one in Fandango
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you would talk about it all the time. Yeah. And that's like literally the most I've ever heard anybody talk about it. So really? it's literally you're the one. I think
1: you need to have more, more plump up conversations <laughs> I guess than so. if I'm the one talking about them the most. And I feel like I don't really.
0: Like I I knew what it was, but and I just didn't like I didn't I didn't grab onto it as much as you did in that in that treasure hunt Fandango.
1: I guess, but I was also the one that went to Island and
0: not Oak Island. No. Mount Desert Island.
1: Mount Desert Island.
0: Okay, so they found a, bl- a plumb bob. Mm-hmm. Gary's like, you know what, mate? I think you're right.
1: Okay, they think they found a plumb bob.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This has not been confirmed or denied yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Jack says that you have found um uh, that you'd have found fa- you'd have something like that if you were digging shafts. Oh my gosh, I can't mm-hmm. read my own notes. And uh Garrett says, easily 16 or seventeen hundreds easily uh clotworthy gives a history of plum bobs <laughs>
1: thank you clotworthy
0: <laughs> yeah thanks clotworthy so
1: great. I bet you clotworthy's beat me in plum Bobness now
0: yeah he knows all about the plum bobs this conversation right now we're having is most I've ever ha- I've mo- ever said plum bobs out loud <laughs> all right so Gary says hey we should take this Carmen leg and get his opinion on it." Mm-hmm. And um they call Rick to take a look. Rick agrees that it would make a perfect plumb bob. Mm-hmm. Uh Gary says that they it, hey they might find a shaft or a tunnel in the area. He, look at this. We're finding tools that could have been used for that purpose. Why not? Why not? Rick agrees to have it taken to Carmen leg. He wants him to render an opinion on it. Yep. We Carmen. Got, and we even got that in there. Like Rick said, render an opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he it's wants like Carmen to do it.
0: Mm-hmm all right uh gary says that uh, whatever it is is bloody old yeah mm-hmm. and rick sends them back to find more artifacts Get again again he's being another marty hey guys let's talk in more more metal detecting
1: right i wonder if marty's like not on the island right then so he's like i gotta channel some of my yeah.
0: brother or he's i wonder if marty like what if he watch when he watched this or maybe he was there on the day and he walks yeah. by he's like geez man what i do to this guy what did i do to this guy? i need to lighten up on these people well, rick's uh, a taskmaster now
1: well like um, cracking the whip marty's been very light-hearted this year like <laughs> yeah. after he came he out
0: called of, us i mean he's i really mean that's saying
1: something <laughs> like he spent yeah. a lot of time in quarantine and i feel like it broke him just <laughs> a little <laughs> in the best way possible he was excited to get out i don't think that's a guy you can like contain
0: i'm glad that marty wasn't in quarantine like sitting in a corner kind of like oh man rocking back and forth with his eyes closed work's not getting done work's not getting done you know that's how like uh the way that he like wants everybody to be working hard all the time you know okay. that's the way like it, it hurts him yeah deeply when instead
1: it's not <laughs> he's got like a bicycle trainer and he's chopping wood and <laughs> dang yeah. ain't
0: keeping
1: that guy down
0: all right can we go to the war room?
1: Yes, it's the room of war <laughs> and we should start there.
0: All right. Rick says every time they meet in the war room, it's important.
1: Of course. I have to agree. They don't just go there for no reason.
0: Yeah, so we got Rick, Scott, Miriam, the new archaeologist gal, uh, Laird, Aaron Taylor, and then we had Doug. Doug Kroll presenting a theory about the Serpent Mound, and Alex Lagina, Craig Tester were teleconferenced in. Correct. All right. So there's a presentation about the Serpent Mound found on Lot 15. Rick said that Doug has some amazing research, and he remain, but he remains skeptical because Serpent Mounds aren't ancient. So, mm-hmm. like, is this one? Jury still out. Yeah. But, but Rick make or Doug actually Doug makes some really good points, mm-hmm. and make some good comparisons so it's worth listening to what he's mm-hmm. got to say because hey he's like mr researcher extraordinaire doug crawl
1: well and that's just that he why wouldn't we research it if it's there yeah right it, you're not gonna just ignore it anything on oak island could potentially turn into something we, sure could. the paved stone area was found in season one
0: <laughs> by tony and yeah. Tony came back like what seven seasons later and he's right? like, Hey, I found it again.
1: <laughs> exactly. And they just so it just goes to show, you know, keeping an open mind and following up on these things is important. For um, sure. Doug notes that it's like any curiosity on the island. Um well,
0: this is this one just kind of surprised them mm-hmm. this year because it's something that's been there. They've always probably walked over it and whatever. It's just he took a closer look at it because of all the things going on on lot 15, mm-hmm. like the pine, uh, pine, tar kiln and you know, this possible oxen trail that's in there. And then we've got the road possibly leading from the swamp up there. I mean, a lot's pointing to this area, right? And so he said it doesn't look natural. And so he took a closer look at it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So we did get a flashback to two weeks ago, checking out the mound. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug said that any curiosity on the Island is something they need to scrutinize to see if it's part of the hunt or not Mm -hmm. makes sense
1: yeah just like we were saying so (laughs) uh as you we were going serpent mounds doug's looking into the symbolism and you know the different ones from the area and gets into his presentation Mm -hmm. shares his screen he he asks if it's okay (laughs) and i'm thinking doug you got the floor man go for (laughs) it you know no need to ask permission um and he shows that the shows that this is a picture of what he sees when looking at the mound and that it's shaped you know shaped like a y and like you had said kind of like a little pac-man
0: yeah and well because I- there's the the serpent mound mm-hmm. but then there's like a a separate mound next to it and that's mm-hmm. the one it's kind of like what I the way that it looked on his presentation looked kind of like pac-man yeah mm-hmm.
1: and i had noted weren't steve and laird gonna be doing a 3d rendering of the mounds like when they first talked about it laird had mentioned you know steve should do that and they're like yeah and then laird said you know you can move it around and take a look at it but that didn't look like a 3d rendering to me well maybe
0: steve was just busy and hadn't got to yet
1: i know i'm just saying i would like to see the 3d rendering i bet it's pretty sweet if they were gonna do it and maybe they did maybe Maybe. we didn't do it maybe something else happened
0: could be could it be maybe (laughs) okay so yeah um doug shows them on an upside down map like of oak island where this feature lies Mm -hmm. and that probably screws with a lot of people um looking at it on tv because they're not used to seeing uh south is north for oak island you know south is up
1: We're, we're like wait wait I thought this was on lot. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so it was just uh, where it was on lot fifteen. He says that it's just about the highest part of Oak Island in elevation, mm-hmm. and very near to the east side of the swamp. Uh, Doug shows a slide with an overhead view of the. Whew, can you pronounce that? No. Otonabee. I'm gonna go with Otonabee Serpent Mound in Canada in ontario it's 189 feet long and four to five feet high and he showed like a similar thing of how it looks from above um and it what it it looks like a jagged lowercase letter i I,
1: yeah
0: right and um it's uh it overlooks rice lake Mm -hmm. in ontario okay so doug says that the mount on oak island is about four feet high and roughly 134 feet long so it tracks
1: wrong well, it yeah. makes sense right yeah, it
0: tracks uh doug highlights the carns around the serpent mound in ontario and uh there seems to be five little hills or mounds around mm-hmm. it and that's like what we're talking about the the pac-man thing on oak island mm-hmm.
1: is would be a carn. No, really yeah because karns are usually much smaller it no it's carns. yeah um there's mounds right mm-hmm. there's mounds around it but carns, at least in my Mind are always like they're the smaller rock formations or rock stacks that Mm -hmm. show you like which way to go on a trail. Do you go left, right, continue on the path? So I was seeing. So,
0: what did you think all those little mounds were around those other ones? I thought those were just
1: mounds, and then there was also the carns around it, and saw those as different things. I don't know hmm. i guess i'm gonna have to look into it though sure Let's because that's it. not how i interpreted the one on oak island
0: it's okay you've been wrong before it's fine
1: mm, not really <laughs> <laughs> but when i was looking at the map that doug showed of the oak island potential serpent mound i saw the hill mm-hmm. the serpent yeah and then the carns. but i thought the carns
0: were i thought the what they had described as karns were, um, kind of rocky with stone features, uh, in close proximity. That's what, like, Mm -hmm. I thought they were like Rocky mounds, like, Mm -hmm. but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
1: I mean, you could have a car in that is just, that there's something carved into a rock feature, but you know, people stack rocks in a certain way to tell you which way the path on like a. Hiking trail is so that you stay on it, but and of course, people build them, they don't know what they mean, and then they leave them there. Which is, don't do that because then hikers get lost because they think they're following a path, but you just want it for your Instagram picture. Don't do that. Don't do it. Sorry, my tangent, my Instagram picture <laughs> tangent is so, but I was just thinking, No, oh, I don't mention, I don't remember them mentioning Karin's on oak island before in anything else
0: so when i typed in karn that's what came up it looks like what dj talking about so i guess she's right again
1: <laughs> but you know who knows There's it...
0: another little stack of rocks i mean i suppose we'll take your word for it
1: i don't know that's why i i'm wondering and did the karns come the later karn
0: terrier oh wait wrong thing huh
1: i don't think there's like three of those dogs just hanging out by the
0: mound oh, that's an impressive one huh that is all right so anyway back mm-hmm. to the back to doug's theory and story mm-hmm. all right so uh, he noted that all the confirmed serpent mounds all featured the stone and soil stone and soil construction uh they were an average of four feet high located on prominent hillsides overlooking mm-hmm. water nearby individual carns or mounds and they were uh, that we all have uh, of that in this. Oh, they have all that in, <laughs> with the structure they found on lot 15. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm having trouble reading my notes today. Um, whether it's an actual mound or not, um, those elements are present. Yeah. So that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. No, that's great. These elements are in all these other serpent sites. Yeah, serpent sites. I guess that's a thing. <laughs> and it's in ours, potentially.
0: Sure. Yep. So Rick was impressed by uh, what these mounds across the globe had that had rock cairns or other Mm -hmm. stone features in close proximity to them. And uh, if this was a serpent mound, then they too had those features close proximity. So to him, that was impactful. Mm -hmm. His words. Um, Then Doug pulls out a scroll. Big old giant scroll that uh, DJ's like, oh my gosh, I want one. I want
1: one. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And it had like this beautiful flow chart of the different religions and types of, oh, man.
0: Man, they have to make a new one these days. This is from 1885. Well, I, I just want to see the old one. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that's really cool.
0: Yeah. So this document was for, for made, or I don't know if the actual thing was 1885, but like that's where the information came from. Yeah. It all shows the major religions of the world and where they and when they came into being. Right, mm-hmm. he noted that even before that, there were sun worshipers or Christianity. There were serpent worship around the world, and he shows that in three thousand BC there was a serpent, there was serpent w- worshiping going on, uh, and that was the predominant religion in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Crazy! We know, is it the Az- Aztec pyramid where you mm. know the ones? once a year mm-hmm. uh where and as the sun sets it creates this serpent uh shadow yeah um on the edge of the step pyramid i can't
0: remember the name of that place but yeah right there.
1: but that'd be amazing to see
0: it would be that's only on the equinox or yes. whatever um so also like you remember on expedition unknown josh mm-hmm. gates went to um do the serpent kings mm-hmm. um episode where they're looking for the serpent kings it's like this lost civilization and uh uh mexico and yeah they still like uh i think they found something but they weren't sure but anywho like those people worship serpents obviously as well mm-hmm. like
1: it was part of their
0: yeah so yeah i mean yeah doug great job he uh goes on to show them that the seal of one of the knights templar grand masters from the 12th century it showed abraxas whom is a composite god shown to have the head of a rooster the body of a man and the legs of a serpent uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, the gnostics in- identified uh abraxas with yahweh yes god right um doug noted that the ancient gemstones um had this an image image engraved on them and that it was said that there were a lot of these gemstones in the templar treasuries so they had a lot of these uh uh gods that had uh, chicken heads mm-hmm. human bodies and serpent legs on them in the treasury i guess
1: yeah it was something i thought so right after this episode aired i had I have a thing for old books i found this handy dandy one
0: Ooh, what's
1: that so this one is called
0: you just had this book laying around.
1: I had this over here. I found it when I was digging through books. Hmm. And it says, Morals and dogma of the ancient and accepted accepted Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. I was like, this old school thing was pretty cool. And it had all the different degrees like broken up. And Doug goes to talk about like the 25th and it being the night of the brazen serpent
0: wow look at that she just she could just pull that right out
1: well there it is and i started reading and it was quite fascinating Mm. and all the different um because we also did a lot of research about ancient egypt and uh, about the different gods and stuff that were in there and i'm reading through and they're, they're referencing all that ancient stuff and then i got read i was like whoa this is I should start at the beginning <laughs> and but I thought that was very coincidental and I had a whole breakdown about the 25th degree I have, it's it's a really interesting book I'm gonna to do some reading
0: how old is that book it's pretty old
1: yeah this one 1891 no that's the mm. Grandmaster which was 1962. Oh, 18... Yeah, so this one, it says Washington, D.C., 1962. So, gotcha. I mean, this one's from the 60s, but.
0: Pretty cool book, babe. Mm-hmm. Good find there. <clears throat> All right, mm-hmm. so, anywho, you know, Craig is looking at, at this uh, presentation and just mm-hmm. says, um, it's a massive site. Something was going on. Yes. Doug says that they've dubbed the area the Serpent Mound, but that's yet to be proven.
1: Yes, but for now, it is what it is.
0: It is what it is yeah i don't know i got a whole bunch of uh stuff about what you just talked about that um serpent in the uh
1: 25th degree
0: the 25th degree yeah, mm-hmm. the serpent and cross a symbol used in the degrees of knights templar and the knight of the brazen serpent the cross is a tau cross t and mm-hmm. the serpent is twined around it or, yeah um doug says that this is an important part of the following masonic symbolism um the, like you said again the 25th mm-hmm. degree uh this is one of, of the rites of the masons the serpent and the cross rick says wow
1: wow and he was already very skeptical coming in but i think he's very impressed with the information at least that's been provided
0: mm-hmm. so. yep uh yeah i mean we could go on and on but that's good stuff i Mm -hmm. i I enjoyed doug's presentation Mm -hmm. whether it's right or not uh you know that remains to be seen Mm -hmm. but impressive
1: it is impressive and it really
0: looks like the other stuff they found like in ontario Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh, like those other things that would be confirmed serpent mounds Mm -hmm. i mean this looks a lot like them
1: and even if it doesn't turn out to be a serpent mound yeah it's probably something I mean, Tom has confirmed it wasn't his dad's work or anything like that. And then speaking of uh of the next war room, um we get some information about the serpent mound when they were excavating, right? We do. So we get into the war room and we have Marty, Rick, Doug, Miriam, Jack, and then on video, we have Craig, Alex, and Aaron.
0: Yeah.
1: And Craig has some info on the serpent. Mound. He's got that little
0: smirk on his face. Like you could tell he's got big news and he's like, <laughs> he <laughs> loves excited.
1: delivering dates from stuff like this.
0: No, he's a, he's the real data guy. So uh-huh. yeah. All right. Um, Craig explains that they've got dates back from the charcoal from the serpent mound area. Uh-huh. Okay. Doug says it uh, has a sample and uh-huh. he says it's the one with the nail found with the charcoal. Uh-huh. And Craig says, that's the one Uh artifact number 203 all right cool um but like i want to know more about this nail
1: because <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't mentioned before and yeah. they kept it together i'm assuming it came out of the same test pit yeah and maybe they haven't got info on the nail yet
0: yeah i want to know more about the nail but maybe i should just appreciate the info we got
1: yeah that'd probably be a good <laughs> idea but
0: so craig with that little smirk on his face you know that little sly smile yeah. ready to tell him the groundbreaking news uh-huh. he's like okay guys listen to this 12 or 1320 to 1440 ad and
1: everybody is shocked
0: yeah everyone <laughs> appears gobsmacked
1: jack looks so excited he was like double gobsmacked
0: yeah, you can hear aaron taylor saying no no that's yeah. not right. That can't be it. You're
1: right? He's, he's like trying to be a voice of reason. Like, okay, no way.
0: Yeah, Marty says there, no brackets. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's that—that's the range, and mm-hmm. you know, they didn't uh, reply to that, so I'm taking it as that's the range. Uh-huh. Uh, Doug says that there's one date that that matches.
1: Hmm. Hmm. What is it? Zena's map.
0: That's what Rick says. Yep, and Jack says, "Hey, it might be the Knights Templar." <laughs> like, of course, that's right where Jack goes. He wants it to be. That's what we all want it to be. Uh
1: huh and uh, doug asked aaron what he thinks about that and aaron seems well shocked and just really if this does come back to be true you know, it, it puts history on its head the only people they knew that were here prior to 1496 were the vikings and then you find a european object dating back potentially to this day no if you can yeah if you can't because they're also talking about the pine tar kiln and then if we associate those together
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's... so like the first european to step foot on uh like nova scotia would have been john cabot okay you know the explorer and that was i think in uh 1496 or 1497 mm-hmm. so yeah that's like i mean that's probably what he's talking about mm-hmm. and so yeah literally it would change the history of the world um and it's crazy it's Mm -hmm. awesome um
1: marty you know if these dates are real and it ties to a templar influence holy smokes like and craig it you know and, and like marty says if the dates are real and craig says with this being such a outlier and kind of being such a crazy thing, they are going to be taking extra steps to make sure it is indeed good data. Yeah. So I think they're having it tested by someone else as well, is what it sounded like, which is greatly appreciated. Cause I mean, Aaron's shocked, Craig is shocked. Everybody's shocked. And it, it makes sense. Get a second opinion.
0: Yeah. Well Aaron says that if the dates are correct, then it's one of the most important features in North America mm-hmm. and changes everything. And he doesn't use that term lightly. Mm-mm so pretty impressive and important stuff going on in the, the serpent mound mm-hmm. so-called serpent mound
1: exactly i'm very interested to hear back what other dates we get with um charcoal from like the pine tar kiln and um we just got charcoal over in the swamp
0: you know there's always a possibility they got some of those dates back already you know they, this was taken after that so mm-hmm. uh, and they just weren't that impressive
1: it's possible but it's also possible
0: you know if they got dates back and it's like oh this happened in 1952 they're like eh, let's just not tell them that
1: no I, and i don't think that's the case i think it's also you know you can only digest so much information within one episode in so many areas like they didn't go back to talking about the pine tar kiln so they're not going to bring up more about those dates just yet mm-hmm. i mean we've been harping on the serpent mound it's a good time to deliver those dates
0: yep mm-hmm. so rick goes on to say that um if this is correct and this makes the who the what the when the where and the why not the how it's mm-hmm. just, just the w's uh it makes them more interesting and complex yeah yeah
1: <laughs> it then, does
0: you know um marty says that they're getting uh, this data and it keeps pushing the dates back and back and it makes the whole Island more significant and to avoid an analysis p- paralysis at this point, mm-hmm. let's get back to work. Okay. Uh, that sounds more like Marty. Yeah. I'm surprised Marty's Rick didn't back. say it at that point though.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So,
0: so I guess that's the episode.
1: That was the episode. We didn't really get a next week on, we got a little bit of a preview.
0: Yeah. So there's that new show mm-hmm. um, that uh, replaced the um...
1: well, Beyond Oak Island was on before it, and then yeah,
0: Beyond Oak Island, it like because that season's over now. Like, yes. you know, we'll have to wait till next year to get season two of Beyond Oak Island, mm-hmm. apparently. But um, yeah, I don't remember what it's called to be honest. Something
1: I can't remember either. It was
0: like a factor faked or something. Yeah. Um, it was. I watched part of it. It was fun. There was some sort of preview mm-hmm. of the Curse of Oak Island about twenty minutes into it, uh, and I forgot to write down the details. So my mm-hmm.
1: bad. It wasn't a very details
0: no there was another one.
1: Oh, there was yeah. okay then i definitely missed that
0: yeah but it's all right because literally we're recording this today monday we'll know tomorrow tuesday yes. when the curse of oak island episode season 8 episode 10 mm-hmm. uh airs in the united states we mm-hmm. will know that tomorrow we will so that's something
1: all right what do we got next
0: all right so um i don't know i'm just uh i'm i'm really excited that that was a fun episode it was and i'm still kind of like I don't know. Uh, Wrapping
1: your head around it? Well,
0: no, just like basking in the glow of Marty Lagina giving us a phone call. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> I just, I can't get over like it. Like Marty
0: Lagina, he's like the guy with the money. You know, like he's the head honcho. He's over the right.
1: one that gave Billy the
0: wallet. Yeah, he's like, Billy, here's my wallet. <laughs> he called us and he approves. I he, can't. He, he, Even... he thinks that he saw this of himself and he's like, you know what? That's really cool.
1: I just, I can't believe it. It happened.
0: Approved.
1: Uh, (laughs) I would have never thought that. Oh my gosh. It's
0: approved by Marty. Um, If you want, if you, if you don't have any of these trading cards um, and you want some, there's a way you can do it. Come play Oak Island Trivia with us. We do it every Monday Mm -hmm. at 5 p.m. Eastern. Sorry, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. um, Except for not today. Today we, it's Monday, but we're going to be recording or going live Mm -hmm. for our oak island trivia tomorrow night Mm -hmm. at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern and um
1: we're doing it as part of what we normally do for pregame as you guys know we kind of fell behind with all the crazy and we're catching back up
0: catching back up this
1: is helping us do that um
0: yeah so like if you wanted to come play oak island trivia if you're watching mm -hmm. i'm sorry for podcast listeners but you can win something like this This is an Oak Island ornament made by our friend, Amy Mm -hmm. S um, from Ohio. And she made these Oak Island ornaments with spoils in them from borehole H 9.5. She -hmm. sent us a bunch of them and you could win one as a prize. If you win Oak Island trivia, other things you can win are like the aforementioned Oak Island trading cards. Mm -hmm. And then we have other big prizes like these books. We have, the Curse of Oak Island by Randall Sullivan. If you do not already have it, mm-hmm. and then we also have Annie Goes to Oak Island. It's a children's book by Cindy Bussey, one of our uh, listeners mm-hmm. and uh, friends of the podcast. And um, you know we have a lot of other prizes that we can give away too. But uh, if you're interested in playing, come join us. Usually on Mondays, but this week Tuesday mm-hmm. at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on our Facebook page, facebook.com/OakIslandPodcast. Boom, boom
1: goes the dynamite. Yeah.
0: So other thing clot worthies clot worthies so here's the thing we dropped the ball last week we missed clotworthy last week oops oops do we have a winner from the week we, before
1: you know we're, we're just starting fresh oh
0: okay this
1: is what we're doing we're starting fresh right now with two new clotworthy moments from this week's episode i'm gonna play them and we're gonna well you're gonna get it posted uh for people to vote on so they can do it over in our facebook group could it be Mm -hmm. an oak island group (laughs) (laughs) or uh they can also vote on twitter okay okay so sounds like a plan first and that's
0: and you would find us on twitter at oak island pod correct okay
1: all right first clot worthy moment
0: piled stones three layers thick forming a pathway or platform on the bottom of the swamp whoa could it be man see I, that's the stuff i live for right there i love that kind of stuff oh i know that's, right? a, that's a great clout worthy moment I, that was a lot of fun i
1: completely concur would you like to see who it's competing against all right,
0: so what how did it start with S- something about stones stack stones yeah wow pile of, stone. stones. Yeah. pile of stones yeah
1: pile of stones it right. was a pile
0: all right that's good stuff all right let's listen to what the stones are up against charcoal Found within the serpent-shaped feature on Lot 15, dating back as early as the 14th century. Charcoal. We got charcoal or stones. Cool. Well, you know what to do. Go to our Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Go to facebook.com slash podcast. Find our Facebook group. Join it. Mm -hmm. Vote. Or go to Twitter, at Pod. Find us there and vote. We'll put that up uh, to vote tonight.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, You can... Uh, I mean, we talked about voicemails. We want to hear your voicemails. Uh, so you can give us a call. Uh, the phone number is 360-836-4549.
0: If you want to be like Marty Lagina and who doesn't, mm-hmm. you will give us a call and we can play like maybe on our next podcast. Mm-hmm. So we'll,
1: do you, it. Yeah, do it,
0: peeps. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. You can also email us. hmm Oak Island podcast at gmail.com correct yeah you know we actually had an email let me see if I can find it real quick stall for me
1: well I was also gonna let them know that we're on Instagram at Oak Island podcast we already let you know that we're on Twitter and how to find us on Facebook and oh did you have an email I did all right
0: all right you ready sure so this is from our listener Cindy T it says love your podcast I have binged all the previous posts and now have uh, and she's now about to catch up to the current ones. You guys are funny and insightful. Uh, Deidre, happy belated birthday from one Christmas girl to another. Yeah. Uh, another place to watch past Oak Island episodes is on the History Channel app. Uh, wishing you and your family a happy and healthy twenty twenty one. And then it says hashtag Team Billy. Yeah. <laughs> so this person wants to be way back because we haven't really talked about hashtag Team Billy. In like two years, so this person <laughs> went through all of our stuff and listened wow. to every one of them.
1: Well, thank you, so Cindy, you're awesome. I can't believe
0: you're awesome. all this insightful. Hey, you are. Occasionally, occasionally,
1: and hashtag Team Billy. Hashtag
0: Team Billy. All right, so Cindy, you're awesome. Thanks for taking time to write Seriously. us. So if you want to, you know, write us a nice little note like that as well, mm-hmm. do it. Oak Island Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, the last thing, is, do you have anything else? I don't. <laughs> All right, so you can – if you if you really, truly love us and want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash Oak Island Podcast and uh, be a supporter of us through Patreon. Mm-hmm. And uh, that requires you to spend a little money on us. But, hey, we give you so much for free. We're worth a, a buck or two a month, right?
1: Yes, and it does allow us to you know, pay for the shipping and the prizes that we send out.
0: Yep. It's not required, cost- but – yeah, it's not required whatsoever, oh, but we are. appreciate it because, yeah. you know, like, podcasts are expensive. They are. Like uh, To maintain. Yeah, like, there was a bulk cost up front, buying all the equipment and stuff. But um, now we do the Soak Island Trivia thing where we send out all these fabulous prizes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, books aren't uh, cheap to ship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, some are, but, like... Uh, you Know we love our our, uh, love our Australian listeners. listeners, but when we shipped uh, some stuff to Australia, man, Should I do it, cost some once? money. It does. But hey, we're, we're happy to do it. We love, uh, yeah, we'll Claire and Chris, anywhere. right? Yes,
1: <laughs> and any others from yeah, Australia
0: and and beyond, like every, and beyond. you know, like like uh, could um, the Curse of Oak Island and Beyond yeah, podcast, right? Right, they're our new friends, that's
1: right. So, and beyond
0: um you guys should go check them out because mm-hmm. why not give them a little plug right yeah why not you, you become good buddies with them and uh so that's uh facebook uh um, they're in a
1: it's a group it's called the curse of oak island and beyond and the, they do a weekly recap as well
0: and they've been doing some interviews and stuff yeah, just they've had been doing and interviews. On. yes so sweet stuff yep keep up the good work guys and we'll try to keep up the good work here anything else we have going on I don't think so. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. And um, uh, until next time. Could it be?